won't sing over you, my worthy King of kings. So let it rise, so let it rise, like incense, my life, a fragrance every ounce, here broken at your feet. And every breath and offering in my heart cries, these long sing. So let it rise like incense, my whole life, a fragrance every ounce, here broken at your feet. And every breath is my offering, and my heart cries, and these lungs sing over you.
So come and consume, God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. So come and consume, God, all we are. We give you permission. Our hearts are yours. We want you. We want you. Sing. Come and consume, God. Our hearts are yours, we want you, oh, we want you, so come and get to God, all we are, we give you permission, our hearts are yours, we want you, 
going to ask that they would continue to play. Um, I'm going to ask our ushers, uh, you guys can have a seat. They're going to continue to play and the ushers are going to pass out communion this morning. And so Lord, I just thank you. What a great introduction to communion. Just that song that says, we love you and we'll never stop. I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead. And then we're going to go right back into that. After we get the elements out, we'll go right back into that song before we do communion this morning.
So it's probably been a month or five or six weeks ago. The Lord was giving me and sharing a word about the door is in the floor. We just kept hearing that, that the door is in the floor. And even this morning as we begin to exchange intimate thoughts with our Savior, as we come into the his courts with praise and thanksgiving. I want us to see this morning that Jesus showed us, he showed us exactly how to do it. You see, God didn't have to send his one and only son. He didn't have to give us Jesus. He didn't have to make a way. And Jesus didn't have to come. He chose, he willingly chose to come through the floor of heaven, to come to the earth, to willingly, to willingly give his life in exchange for yours and for mine. It's the sweetest story you'll ever hear. It's a truth that's beyond any other truth because it's the truth of our being. It's the truth of existence. It's the truth of salvation. It's the truth of creation. There's no greater truth than the truth that is Jesus. So as we hold the body and the blood, I'm going to ask my wife to come up too this morning. She's going to pray with us in a minute. surround you and do communion right you're surrounded by the body and the blood couldn't be in a better place as the bride of Christ I want to just I want to just speak this into our lungs I want to speak this into the airways I want to speak this into our church I want to speak this uh, just that we would have a greater understanding of the bride of Christ but I want to tell you when Shannon married me she didn't she didn't just take parts or pieces. She took everything. When she, when she made a covenant with me and with God Almighty, and when we said that we would be together until the end, that covenant said that she would take me in the good and the bad, in sickness and in health. And this morning, I want you to know that as the bride of Christ, that we are in love with every part of Jesus. And just as Grace sings that, if you could just sing it one more time, Grace, that, that we love you and we'll never stop just for one time. We love you and we'll never stop. We can't Jesus, we are in love with every bit of the story. We're in love with your salvation. 
We're in love with the cross. We're in love with the redemption. Jesus, we're in love with the blood. We're in love with your body, Lord. We are in love, Father, with the just the, the healing that comes. We're in love with the uh, just the just the story of redemption. We are in love with your word, Lord. As the bride of Christ, we're in love with your word. And even as it tells us to do this in remembrance of you, we are in love with obedience. We are in love with all the things of the freedom that comes through being yours. And we thank you, Lord. We are in love with your provision, and we're in love with just your protection. We're in love with your presence, Jesus. As the bride of Christ, we are in love with you. Jesus took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body that's broken for you. And as you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus, this morning we are in love with forgiveness. We're in love with forgiveness. We love your forgiveness, Jesus. And because we're forgiven, we can forgive others. That we can walk in victory. That we can walk in identity. That we could walk and know you, Lord. We thank you that through the blood that all, every sin, past, present, and future, I want you to give it to him just right there as you sit there with the blood right there this morning. God, give him every sin, every sin, every sin. Jesus, I give you every sin. Jesus, I trust that you've covered every sin. Jesus, I'm in love with your covering. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we will never stop. He took the cup and he raised it and he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. And as you do this, as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for the sacrifice that you made because you saw us because you desired us. Lord Jesus, just allow us this morning to leave our hearts open to you and everything that you want to do, Lord Jesus. We just ask that any place that is closed off in our mind or in our heart, Lord, just search the room, Lord. Search our hearts. Search our minds. As the scripture says, search us and know us, Lord. So search us in this time together, Lord, in these moments. Lord, allow us to leave ourselves open to you. Lord, I thank you that the blood covers this entire room. thank you that your blood is speaking a better word over each one of us right now. 
It wasn't yesterday, and it's not tomorrow. It's right now. It's in the moment. You are with us through the Lord Jesus. And we just praise you, Father. We want to honor you, Jesus. Let us look fully into your face, Lord. Let us know you intimately now. Let us worship you. When we open our mouth and we declare that you are the King of Kings and you are the Lord of Lords, things shifts in the atmosphere. So I thank you today that we get to use our voice, that we got to praise you, we get to praise and worship. That is our faith. Our faith is a part of praise because as we are singing and as we are praising, it's building our faith, and it's building the faith of those around us that we sing out and we praise in faith, not because we walk by sight, but because we walk by faith, Lord. There are things that we can't see and that we don't understand, Jesus. But in this moment, Lord, let us be with you. Let us be in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Let's sing one more time. Just one. We don't have to rush the Holy Ghost out of here. Amen. Let's just be sick with him and we exchange thoughts. I feel hurt. Give me Pastor Rick Tuggy this morning. Holy Ghost, let's be on your time. this morning. Miss Robin, Steve Tudor, Robin Tudor. Robin's having eye surgery on Tuesday. Stephanie Fields, she's spending some of the last days with her mother. Her mother's in hospice. And Lord, we just lift up healing. Just lift up healing, Lord, emotional, physical healing for Miss Robin. Thank you for Bob, Anna, Laura, sitting in my house this morning. Lord, we thank you for healing for their house, protection, Lord. Father, we pray for every marriage in this room. Lord, you know every single need, every single family. Lord, I pray for forgiveness. This is for just drank forgiveness we just pray for forgiveness just for
the Holy Ghost, I just ask that you would, I just feel like that there's a, just like a, an entire room of unspoken prayers in this place. I feel like, like the, the, the Holy Ghost, you're just bringing forth these places that are fertile and like they're ready for change. And Jesus, I just pray that you would touch every aspect of this space. That people are being willing to expose those places to him. Just giving those places to him this morning. Maybe a place of sin or hurt or pain or a need. Jesus, I just pray for you. Lord, I thank you for the children in this place. Thank you for the unborn babies. Thank you for the pregnancies, Lord, the children that are coming into the kingdom. What a privilege it is to see the generation that's coming, bursting forth. But Lord, we ask you to bless those families. We just heard the word even in the confusion or the lack of rest the shifting seasons of sleep or non-sleep or diapers or no diapers, amen and amen. Lord, you would bless it all. The sweetness of your spirit. Glory be to God. So, Father, we thank you for a time of intimacy this morning. Holy Ghost, we just say yes to you. And it's in Jesus' name. And all God's people said can we give God a, a holy hand clap? Come on. I think we should do it one more time for our worship team. How blessed are we to have them? I'm telling you what, it is amazing to experience every week. Thank you, Shannon. I can spare you guys from sniffling all uh, all morning into the microphone. Oh, yeah, I wanted to, um, I mean, first of all, I want to praise God. I want to praise God. For <laughs> it doesn't even matter for what, right, Steve? It doesn't matter. But hey, did y'all see, like, last week, the bubbles and all the people? And, man, it, was that a blessing? Come on, praise God for that. And then the last two days, this place was chock full of people, and the Lord healed hearts and taught identity, and man, what a sweet spirit, uh, just the Transformation Ministries carries. It was such a blessing to watch. The last two weekends have been miraculous, but I'm telling you, God does so much around here. Um, two weeks seems like a month, amen? It seems like I hadn't seen some of you in a long time. I want to just tell you this morning, um, I'm gonna, we're going to take an offering in a, in a moment, but before we do, I just want to apologize to you. Um, just um, we, I do want to tell you and be the one to tell you that that um, we did have get word that John and Lisa um, have been called away and that they're they're, you know, going a different direction. Um, and we love John and Lisa. John was here this weekend for the transformation teaching, and 
we love them. And I just want you to hear that from me and just pray for our family in this time. And we'll continue to pray for you guys as, as, this, um, as this transition takes place. It's a, it's a tough spot. But I want you to hear it from me. I, we did know a couple of weeks ago, but we'd only known for a couple of days. And, of course, last week we had the bubbles, and there just really wasn't a good time to tell or to kind of say that. And this morning seemed like an appropriate time to say it. So uh, we love them. So I'm going to call our ushers. We're going to take an offering this morning. Um, and I want to pray for John and Lisa this morning as we pray over our offering and as we sow seed this morning. So, Lord, we thank you this morning for, for John and Lisa. We thank you, Lord, that this place, this space, this church, this building, Lord, this new heights that you have created, Lord, what a wonderful thing it is, and I'm about to talk at that, about that in, in length, but Lord, I just, I'm amazed by all you have done, and Lord, we know that John and Lisa Drew were a huge part of that, and Lord, we're excited for their new chapter. We just bless them as they go, Lord, go before them, go behind them. Lord, we thank you that we can watch them go, Lord, there have been many that, that we have sent out. And, Lord, it is a privilege to send John and Lisa. And, Lord, we thank you that where they are going, it's going to make maximum impact. Lord, we thank you for that. It's of you. And, Lord, we thank you, too, for this offering this morning, that even as we sow in, as, Lord, we say yes to you, Lord, you will have maximum impact through our lives, through our giving and our, our tithes and our offerings, Lord. I thank you for a faithful house, Lord. I, even last week, I just want to praise your name, Lord, that even in a week where we didn't even pass an offering basket, Lord, we had a great offering last week, that, Lord, your faithful body, I just thank you for a faithful church. Lord, we thank you that you are building your kingdom in this place. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. tell you this morning I was <clears throat> I told everybody that when we made the new shirts I was going to put on the shirt I'm putting the devil on notice <laughs> and, and but I don't know that anybody would wear it but me amen <laughs> I got a few hands that says I would wear it you got to be bold if you start wearing a shirt that says I'm putting the devil on notice um you you better you better watch out you know what I'm saying you better be, get ready um and I don't mind saying it because I'm telling you I see the swirling and I see the things that that the enemy wants to do. I mean, I, even uh, we, we um, there was a teaching the, for the first time. Ginger did a great job. She was teaching on um, on um, uh, discernment, and, and I want to tell you that that even in discernment, I even see the devil schemes in the in the in the news. Like as I watch the news, I see the devil. I'm like, I see you, devil. I see what you're doing. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? It, it ain't no secret. You know what I'm saying? And, and so as I go through life, it's like I just see him swirling everywhere. Is this microphone a little bit hot? Are y'all good? Is that too loud? So, but um, I see him doing all these things. And, and I want to tell you that, that the, the enemy wants to say things and he lies to us. He has the same lies. But I'm going to tell you, some of the lies sound a whole lot like truth. And some of the lies he says, he says things like, hey, all the stuff that y'all have done, all the stuff at New Heights, if, if nothing else happens, y'all are good. 
Uh, so that's hard to discern, right? I'm like, wait a minute, is that, Lord, is that you saying that? And then I realize, I'm like, devil, quit trying to speak into my mind. Quit trying to lie to me because the, the Lord would never tell me to stop following. The Lord would never say to stop going. The Lord would never say enough is enough. The Lord says this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Let me tell you something. The victory's already been won. I can tell you how the story ends. We end in victory. The battle has already been won. Jesus Christ is alive and well. Help me, somebody. So, so, I mean, I want to tell you, too, I mean, in, in this house, I, I start thinking about all the things that, that God has done, and it's amazing. There's some people in this room that, I mean, downstairs, some of you have maybe even been downstairs, but there's a full um, fellowship hall, and I remember the Lord bringing people and ripping out the downstairs that had paint chipping off the ceiling and off the vents, and the, and the flooring was was kind of smelly, it was the blue carpet, but it had flooded down there, and there was flood, there was damage on the walls, but we did Wayne's coating, the Lord put in all new cabinets, all new appliances, all new granite, he cut holes out, he redid the ceilings, I mean, it was beautiful, he painted the whole thing, put in all new LVP flooring, I mean, those things are amazing, I start thinking back, and I'm like, Lord, look at all that has been accomplished in this place, look at the, you know, we, we there used to be in that front room where hospitality is now, that wall got open. That flooring got put down. When we came to this church, there were there were curtains, guys. There were curtains for the stall doors in the bathroom. Like you could have literally went into the bathroom and opened the curtain, been like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then gone to the next one. Can I get a witness? I, I mean, I want to tell you something. We we got stall doors. We got tile. We got granite in there. We got granite in the front. We. I mean, the Lord has done amazing. I'm talking about painting the outside of the church. I'm talking about a new roof. I mean, all the, the, the flooring in the back. He redid this entire sanctuary. He painted this. He added all the TVs. He added all the, the instruments. And the Look at all the people. Can I get a witness up in here? Ah. I start thinking about the pavilion, and even when there was only like 19 different families that went to church here, the Lord provided us with over $40,000, and the Lord built that pavilion. I'm thinking about the walkway. I'm looking at the children's church. I'm looking at all the classrooms with all the kiddos down there. It is a miracle, all the things that God has done here. And as I started looking at that, and as I started seeing it, I heard the Lord say, this is the, this is the stuff that legends are made of. This is the stuff that legends are made of. And the enemy wants to quit. The enemy's saying, hey, listen, you might as well, that all that's good. Look at all that stuff, y'all. That's good. That's good. That's, I mean, look at all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm putting the devil on notice. I'm telling you that the Lord has built a foundation up in this house, and we're going to stand upon that foundation, and we're about to go for it for real in the name of Jesus. Huh. And I want to tell you that too, that if we're, if we're going to be a healthy body, and if we're going to be the ones that are going for it, man, a healthy body, a healthy family. Listen, this isn't a family church. This is a church family. All right? This ain't a, this ain't a family church. Family churches like are run by one or two families. No, we're a church family. We're all in this together. Can I get a witness? Good, bad, or ugly. Amen, you got me. I am your preacher. You're stuck. Thank you, Cheryl. But, 
But, but I want to tell, tell you something. This is the stuff that legends are made out of, but healthy families dream together. And, guys, we've got to continue to dream together. All the things that we just named. I remember Bob Lennon, he comes to me. Excuse me. But Bob Lennon comes to me and says, Pastor, I want to tell you something. Every time the Lord gives us these visions, every time the Lord speaks these things into, into our lives, every time the Lord says this is what's going to happen next, Every time he does it. Is that true or false, Bob? Come on. Every time. Every time the Lord fulfills his vision. Every time those things were birthed with a word. They were birthed with a, with a dream. But I'm going to tell you something. They were also birthed through faith. And faith through the people of this church. In a healthy family. I'm going to tell you something. If you're a family, dream together. In your house. In your job. In your place. I want to tell you something. Don't just get stuck in a rut. Continue to dream. Continue to pray. Continue to believe. Talk about what the future holds. Don't just go through mundane things. Don't just go through a cycle. Don't just get, just get stuck. And I know sometimes even families with new kids in this room, I want you to hear something. I know it's busy, but man, love your partner and dream with your husband. Dream with your wife. Love your wife. Love your spouse. And I'm going to tell you something, we're going to be the body of Christ. If we're going to be the bride of Jesus, then we're going to have to dream a little. We can't stop dreaming. We can't stop believing that God is going to do some things. We've got to dream together. Uh, last week I was teaching, or two weeks ago, I was teaching about sowing. I was, I was just speaking in and I was like, listen, you got you got to understand what sowing and reaping is. And today, before I get started, I'm kind of going. This is going to be the announcements too. So, can you do this with me? Anybody? You might do this. I got four of y'all. Come on, come on, do this a little bit. Do this little. Y'all ain't too cool to do this. Y'all are almost all y'all doing it. <laughs> I got one in the back like this. Hey, hey, hey! So, but I, but I want, I want to tell you something. We're going to go through the announcements a little bit. But as we go through the announcements, I want. I, it, it's kind of going to be just. A, a casting vision kind of announcements mixed in but at the same time I want you to hear something it's speaking things into existence look at this verse I want, uh, Cheryl look all the way down to the bottom of the scriptures and look at look at Proverbs 18.21 bring that to the front for me death and life are in the power of the tongue death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit Let's pray over that. Lord, I thank you. I even see it in this room, Lord. That, that is something that, Lord, you are doing right now. That is a word for right now. Lord, I thank you that even as we speak, Lord, that you are doing something. Lord, I thank you that in our faith, that it comes through our mouth, that in our hearts. I want to tell you, Lord, that we believe in this place that you are doing a mighty work. Lord, I thank you for these men and women of New Heights Church. I thank you that this church is mighty in the kingdom of God. Lord, I thank you that even as we speak, that we are speaking life. And, Lord, we will eat the fruit of life. Help me, somebody. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. I want to tell you something, that when we speak death, it means we will eat, we will consume, we will see death in our lives. When we speak life, I want to tell you, speak life over your husband, speak life over your wife, speak life over your life, speak life over your job, speak life over your church, speak life over your pastor, speak life over all of the things of ministry, speak life, believe that God is alive and well and we ain't done yet, we've only begun. Help me somebody. 
We will speak life. And when we speak life, when we believe that to the, to, to the middle, to the center of our core, I got permission to do this, but I want to speak just for a minute about um, Hank and Beverly. They, they serve at our church, and if you know Hank and Beverly, you see them and you don't hear a whole lot. They are just serving and they're doing and they're loving people. But I want to tell you something. Can we give them a round of applause for their hearts in this room? I want to tell you something, <clears throat> Hank and Beverly, I got permission to do this, but I want, to, I want to just tell you that this is a great example about speaking life because death and life are in the power of the tongue. But I want to tell you, Hank's faith floored me. Now, I want to give you this, this example, this illustration that the, that the Lord has used in my own life. And um, We were building the walkway, and Hank helped a lot on the walkway, and and, and not all of us can, and this isn't about serving or beating any up, anybody up about serving. I know that we all are in, in seasons of life. Not everybody can serve. Not everybody can saw. Not everybody can cut. Not everybody can lift 180 pounds over their head. You know, Trent helped. Johnny helped. I mean, there are a lot of people in this room. My wife, amen. But I'm, a lot of people, thank you, all that served in that capacity. But we were there, and we were sawing, and we were cutting, and we were lifting, and we were nailing, and all of those things. But the, these people kept showing up. They kept showing up. People kept showing up from our from our neighborhood, from Goodlettsville. They would pull up. They'd roll the window down. Hey, what are y'all building, man? Everything y'all do over here looks amazing. I can't believe this. Who? Where did this wood come from? What kind of wood is that? Hey, I want to build one of those. How much does that cost? I mean, it was over and over and over. They would they would come out. They would ask, Hey, how do we get a hold of these people? How do we order one? I finally started just telling people, it's a kit from Home Depot. You just order it. <laughs> but, but I want to I I tell you something. This one guy pulls up, and, and we were talking to him. I always want to hear their story. Hey, where are you from? And this guy says, hey, man, I saw y'all sign down there. He would already asked, like, how do you get the pavilion? Where, how do I build the pavilion? But he says, hey, I seen y'all sign down there. Uh, it says that your new building, your new worship center is coming. When is that coming out of the ground? And I'm sitting there trying to process how to answer this man. And before I could get a word out of my mouth, right over my ear, I hear, it's coming soon. It's about to happen right now. And it was Hank. Hank was like right here in my ear, over my shoulder. And he, and, and, I, mean, before, and I was like, I was even like, it, I mean, I'm like, come on, Hank. It's happening soon. It's about to happen. But I want to tell you something. That's the kind of faith that we need to have. That's the kind of faith that's like God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Can I get a witness? Ah! I want to tell you, too, that sometimes in this place, um, so as soon as we got done, i got to keep going because it doesn't stop there. And this part might embarrass someone. They may hit me and kick me in the kneecap when we get done. But but, but at the end, so last November, and I, I want to tell you I'm sorry again because I haven't cast the vision in a while. Sometimes we get a little tired. Sometimes, and I just, I'm human, everybody. I'm human. You know, news alert. I'm human. But, yeah, what? <laughs> I'm also a stranger and alien. That's, a, that's another, that, 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 that's, that, that's, a, that's another uh, topic for another day. So, so I, I want to tell you that, when it was over, you know, I had I had not. So last November, last October, the Lord told me we're going to do three things. November, I cast that vision. I said, "Hey, we're going to do the bathrooms, we're going to do a covered walkway, and the Lord's going to revamp our sanctuary." And then through that, the Lord's going to bless our people. 
bless the people that are here, bless the people that aren't here yet, and then we can move forward. I hadn't cast that vision. I hadn't cast it since last November. I mean, we, you know, the money started coming in. We got the money for the walkway. Uh, we had a, a wonderful couple, Daniel and Lindsay, that came and redid the bathrooms in, in December. And then in January, the money came in for the walkway, January, February, March. We got all the material. And then in April and May, we were doing, we're doing the walkway. As soon as the walkway was over, I, once again, I haven't cast the vision since, I mean, I dropped the ball, guys. I dropped the ball. But I haven't cast a vision since last November. All of a sudden, as soon as the walkway's done and it's stained and all everything's finished, there was, I don't know what people give, but on, on the list it said um, 200, it, 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 was, um, it was a substantial gift. It wasn't 200,000, it wasn't 20. But I'm, I'm telling you, it was a substantial gift for the sanctuary upgrade. It, and it came in like out of nowhere. It was just on the line item for the given and I knew in my heart, I, I, I was like, I, I know who that is. I know who it is. But I had to ask. First time ever in seven years, I had to ask. I said, Judy, can you tell me if that money came from Hank and Beverly? And she said, yeah, I'll look. She texted me back and she said, yeah, it's them. And I mean the moment, the moment, the moment that the walkway was finished, they walked directly into the next thing that God said five months before, six months before. And I once again, just like him speaking over my mind, speaking over my, right over my shoulder, I was amazed at the faith in the way that that. that the, this wonderful couple was demonstrating, speaking life, believing that God was going to do. And listen, we can't all give two hundred thousand. We can't all. Some of us can only give twenty. Some of us can only give. But I'm going to tell you something: death and life are in the power of the tongue. But I'm going to tell you something: Hank and Beverly are going to see it. They will believe it. They will walk in it. They are an example to our entire church. They were an example to me. Their faith witness to me. Their faith encourages me. And I want to be like that. I want to continue to go for it in the name of Jesus and do whatever he says and speak life over whatever he says believe in him and say yes to him and I want to eat the fruit of all that God has for New Heights Church can I get a witness um, I just want you to know that we have to dream together we have to believe together and over the next few weeks we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna see uh, Miss. if you have a um, if you have a pen and paper, uh, Miss Colleen's going to start teaching a women's group on August 26th at 10 uh, at um, at 10 to 12 in the morning. It's Saturday mornings. It starts August 26th. It's a women's group. There's going to be a men's group coming. Uh, Kevin's talking about uh, doing a men's group this fall. Um, there's more to be announced on that. There's going to be a couple of date nights uh, in the in the pavilion. There's going to be shirts that are available for purchase. Guys, I want you to hear something. I, I, I need you to hear something. Hank and Beverly have never ran slides. They've never played an instrument. They've never, they've never led worship. They've never preached. But they're speaking life into this sanctuary. 
And listen, not every person in here is going to the women's group. Not every person in here is going to the men's group. Not every person, there's shirts that are coming, and they're, they're bright blue about the color of my shirt. I remember when I, some of you uh, have known me for a while, and I used to have these bright blue Arthur Electric shirts, some T-shirts. Y'all, y'all know, anybody remember those? I used to wear them all the time. But I had this one guy that worked for me. His name was Reese. This guy's hilarious. And I said, Reese, you got to start wearing these shirts. He said, I ain't wearing Fruit Loop Blue. And every time I put that shirt on, from that point on, that shirt was Fruit Loop Blue. It was the same blue that's the light blue in the Fruit Loops. And from that point on, he ruined it. But I wore those shirts, and, and, and I ruined them all, and people were glad. They hated those shirts too, I think. But I want to tell you something. Just because we don't like the shirt, we don't come against the shirt, amen? People are going to love that shirt. People are going to wear that shirt. But that shirt ain't going to be for everybody. Can I get a witness? Like, we speak life over things, right? We're going to speak life. And listen, not, the, the tent's not, you're, not everybody is a carnival person. You know what I'm saying? I'm a carny. That's me. I'm a little unhinged. I'm a little, un, you know, uncanny. I don't mind going and sweating. I don't mind going and lifting. I don't mind going and swinging the sledgehammer. I don't mind witnessing the people that I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. We speak life over the tent ministry. Can I get a witness? We believe, we've seen it. God has brought fruit. God, listen to me. Listen to the scriptures. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. When we speak life into the tent, and listen, when those events come and then we say, hey, we want to take the tent to yada, 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 you may not be able to give 2000 but I know you can give $2. And that in itself is speaking life over the tent. And then when the lives are come and the harvest comes, then you can celebrate, and you, listen to me, it'll come back 30, 60, and 100-fold. Can I get a witness? Not every person in here is going to be able to give, but we're going to give something to the new sanctuary. Not everybody in here can give sacrificially to this to, to the to the build. You know, one thing that's going to in the sanctuary that that um, that window that's there going into we're going to we're going to cut we're going to cut that uh, hospitality area in half. We got so many new families and nursing mothers. We're going to put a speaker in there. We're going to section that room off, put a door on it put like one-sided glass right there so that they can see and hear in this room. They can have worship. They can have the Word of God. And they can come to church with their children. Can you give the Lord a hand for that? And listen, that's going to be a portion. We're going to, we got this word, draw the, or, or write down. It says in Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, verses 2 through 4, 2 and 3. It says, write the, write the vision on tablets. I got a guy, y'all listen to this. I got a guy that came to me this week. He, he supports this church. From, listen, he doesn't go to church here, but he is a faithful giver to this church. And I mean a faithful giver. This man called me this week. He said, hey, I want to let you know something. God, God has put you on, uh, y'all on my heart, and I am supporting you guys. I want you to know that it's coming, but I want you to know something else. I see the tent. I see the tent. I see the tent, and I want to get behind it. Tell me what that vision is. Write that vision down because I want to support that vision. I want to sow seed. I want to be the foundation that that thing stands on. Can I get a witness? Ah. He, he, from afar, right? And I'm going to tell you something. Not everybody, some of you might be like, hey, 
Man, I think sometimes we see ourselves as grasshoppers. When Joshua went up there and he, and he was canvassing the promised land, guys, we're headed to the promised land. We've got to stop seeing ourselves as grasshoppers. We've got to stop going and saying, hey, all of these things are giants and we're nothing. When we come back, we say, listen, the fruit is huge. The fruit is giant. The fruit is worth heaven. We've got to speak life and believe it. We've got to give to it. We've got to go for it in the name of Jesus. Ah. I'm going to tell you something. When, when the Lord provides a $35,000, $45,000 tent that, that can seat three and 4,000 people and it belongs to this church, don't be surprised. That scares some of you to death. I know it does. And it's okay sometimes, but I'm saying we've got to pray through that. And be like, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I believe it. If you, if you have breathed... For us to know the manifold wisdom of God, I'm going to preach in a minute. Are y'all ready? To know the manifold wisdom of God, my car guys, any car guys in here? Oh, come on, T. Well, I'm going to teach you something. You may not know. The manifold is where the exhaust comes out, the things that are being breathed out of the engine. The manifold takes all of those, those compartments of air that come from your engine, and it puts it out into one pipe, and it comes out the exhaust. It's the manifold. The manifold wisdom of God, for us to be this church and to be successful, we got to speak life. Let me tell you something. We're not all in the children's church. We're not all on the worship team. We're not all going to be preaching. We're not all going to be ministering. We're not all going to be the ones that are building, but we're going to support it and believe it. The manifold wisdom of God is breathing into all of these areas, and we're going to see it come out into the natural. Can I get a witness? Ah. That's how the manifold wisdom works. Like we don't, we don't know it all. We don't understand, but he does. We believe him for it. I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to preach in a minute. Listen to this. Jesus taught Luke chapter 6. Look it up. He, he said, listen, a, a tree, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. But let me tell you something else. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit, but a tree will be known by its fruit, and I'm going to tell you something, New Heights Church is a good tree, ah! man, y'all go back and watch that online, you can clap then, <laughs> New Heights Church is, listen, you can't tell me no different, you can't convince me different. A good tree produces good fruit. Let me tell you something. Don't worry about your preacher. I'm, I'm telling you, there's things that are going to happen. There's storms. There's good. And there's bad. But I, we're the bride of Christ. I'm in this thing through thick and thin. I am the preacher and the senior pastor of this church. And I may, we may fall, but we may stumble. But I'm going to tell you what. Jesus is going to help us back up. Can I get a witness? Oh. <sighs> Man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. This church is the stuff that legends are made of. This church is the stuff that legends are made of. That's that's I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Um. Over the next weeks to come, that there will be plans written on tablets, as it says in Habakkuk. You know what it says. Let me start, let me finish that verse for you. It says, write it on tablets so that they can carry the vision. And surely as the vision comes, the, it will come to pass, and it shall not tarry. We shall not wait. 
Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately. And, and, and Rick's already, you know, telling me, too, he's like, Pastor, what we need to do is we need to let the Lord do it. And, we, and, we, and also uh, some great men of this church are saying, hey, let's write down the vision. If the entire vision for the sanctuary is 70000 and then we only get twenty over the first three months, then we do a few things. We might be redo the platform. We might redo the baptistry. One of the first things we're going to do is the, is, the, is the nursing room. But then we'll continue, and maybe the media stuff will come afterwards. But we're not going to put a time limit on God. We're going to let him do what he does, and we're going to act accordingly. We're walking into a season of trusting this morning I even heard, I said, the Lord said that this is, this is the year of abundance. Well, let me tell you something. John 10, 10 says that the thief is a liar. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. But our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, came that we could have life and we could have it, what? Abundantly. This is, the year of Je- this is the year of Jesus. Can I get a witness? This is the year of Jesus. And this is the year where we're going to see the vision, we're going we're gonna to believe, we're going to be the bride of Christ, and we're going to begin to walk towards his vision for this church and this city. We're going to speak life over our city, speak life over our church. We're going to speak life over the ministries. We're going to speak life. Let me tell you something. We're going to speak life with our mouth. When people say, hey, when's it coming to pass? We're going to speak over Hank's shoulder. Somebody say amen. Ah, now. It's happening now. Speak it. I mean, I tell you what, guys. Before I even leave this verse, I'm so glad that Cheryl left it up on the up on the screen, guys. We need to speak these things over our children. We need to speak these things over our home. We need to speak these things over our future. We need to speak these things over our marriages. We need to speak life over all of these things, and we need to cut off the access to the enemy. I want to tell you something. Our voices are powerful. I'm going to get off on a little political tangent here for a minute. But you can see in the, in the natural the things that are happening in the spiritual realm. The enemy wants to cut off our voices. He doesn't want us to speak because our speak. Just Listen, this entire world was breathed out. God, listen, he built the entire world and the galaxies and the oceans and the, all the planets and the land and everything, the animals. Listen, let me tell you something. He did it by speaking them into existence. And we were made in his image. And I'm going to tell you something. The enemy wants to cut off our voices. Just like Donald Trump, they're coming against him. I'm going to tell you something. If you ever want to be a pastor, rethink it again. It's not easy. I want to tell you that right now. And just like, listen, the people that want to save and partner with God, those are the ones that the enemy comes against. And I want to tell you something. Donald Trump ain't perfect. He's got all kinds of flaws. But they're trying to come against him, and they can't come against his First Amendment rights. We have the right of speech. We can speak. We can speak. We can speak. And if they take his rights away, they can take it away from the church. They can take it away from the pulpit. They can take it away from us. And we have to use our voices for, our, for America. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And even as you see that, that isn't for Donald Trump. I'm telling you something. That's for our voices. We've got to protect the right for us to speak truth and to speak life. The enemy wants to come against that. Do not be fooled. Our our voices are powerful. I want to tell you this morning that i got to move on. i got to keep going so we can get through this. But I want to tell you that the bride of Christ, that's where we are. We're going to come back to that real quick. 
But I want to tell you, put on the, on the screen the first slide is love is the answer. Oh, I love that. Just leave that right there. That's good. That's good. Do it. Boom. So, so that's, that's, listen, love is the answer. And I know sometimes, um, you know, I could be a little bit forceful and, and I want to tell you that, that it's all in love. I love Jesus with my whole heart. I am sold out for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus has a huge plan that, that in this church, not in a church down the road, not in somebody. Let me tell you something. I, whenever people see me, even in Texas, we were there with the tent, and people said, hey, because they're in that. Let me tell you something. I think we get a little bit, we get a little bit spoiled. Amen. We see that tent all the time. We experienced that tent. There was, let me tell you something. There's over 40 something people got baptized just in one, in one tent meeting we had out here. We see this stuff all the time. And then these people experience the tent and they see these lines for baptism. They see these people come down hitting their knees. They see these drug dealers giving their lives to Christ. They see these miracles that are happening. They see these healings that are happening. They hear these testimonies. They're blown away, but they come up to us and they come up to Claudel and Summer. They come up to me and Shannon and they come up to, to, Jennifer into into Ashley and they're and they're saying, "Hey, tell us about your church." And you know what I tell them? Look at the tent. Look at the tent. If you want to know about New Heights, this is a reflection of who we are. This is this is us. This is who we are. This is the heart of our church, guys. If it wasn't for you and that strong belief and that walking in faith, I, even in that whole list of things earlier that I listed, I didn't even list the tent. The Lord gave us a tent and a trailer and all the equipment, the entire ministry. Guys, there's so many things that God has done. I can't list them all. You know why? Because a good tree produces good fruit. But they ask me, they say, Tell me about your church, and I just tell them, look at, look, at, look at the tent. When you see this tent, you see new heights. This is our church. This is who we are. This is how we walk. This is how we give. And I want to tell you something else. As the bride of Christ, love is the answer. Love is the answer. I, I was, this week I was seeing this triangle in, in the spiritual realm, and this triangle was like if we're the bride and Jesus is here and, and, and Father God is here, it's just like when it's funny that, that Jordan came up here and, and, and Rick, his father-in-law, is sitting right beside him because this is the perfect picture of the triangle. Because as Jordan is married to Brianna, she's not here, but let's say she was, he naturally gets a father. Rick is, is Jordan's father. He got a father that that is his father-in-law. But listen, just as, as we are the bride of Christ, we have a father in heaven that loves us. You know, the, 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 and, and it's hard sometimes for us to understand. But guys, let me tell you something. To be the bride of Christ is a spiritual book for spiritual beings. Right? These things, these are, these things are you have to see these things with spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. And to have that understanding, listen, we're not gender confused. We know exactly who we are. And because we know who we are, we can say things like that. We can understand that in the spiritual realm, because we are in a covenant with Jesus, that because we are one with Jesus, just as Jordan is one with Brianna, and that makes Rick his father. Y'all with me? In the same way, because I am with Jesus and I am in Jesus and he is in me, I have a father in heaven. That's the way it works. 
Love is the only way. And because I have a father and because Jesus is in me and I in him, Jesus shows me a new pattern. He shows me in, in excuse me, in, in John 13, verses 34 and 35. It's not on the screen, but I'll just tell you what it says. Jesus says, a new command I give you. As I have loved you, you must love one another. This is the command that I give you, love one another so that they will know that you belong to me. You must love one another. He's saying that the church, that we will be known, that they will know you by this. You, a new commandment, he says, that there's a new kind of love. And the new kind of love, the standard that he set, as I have loved you, you must love one another. He's talking to the disciples. He says that they will all know that you belong to me in John chapter 13. He says, you belong to me and the entire world will know that you belong to me because of the way you treat one another, the way that you love each other. And it's only when we renew our minds. Last time we came together and I was teaching about the bride of Christ, I ended with this. And I said, guys, we got to renew our minds. we got to renew our minds as the bride of Christ. Listen, when you, go, when you get to the altar, when you get all the way up here and it's time to get married and the preacher is standing here and before God Almighty you say yes and you enter a covenant, when that happens, it doesn't matter what happened before the marriage. It only happens what matters at, what happens after the marriage. We have to renew our minds. We're no longer single. We're no longer living in sin. We're no longer the old man. We're no longer the old woman. We must renew our minds and have an understanding that we are one together, united forever in a covenant. Somebody help me. And because of that, listen to this, you understand, y'all listen to this, this is deep, but this is, whenever Jesus, it's the hardest words that were ever said. Jesus, when he stretched his arms out on the cross, he, he was nailed to a cross by our sin. He was nailed to a cross because he was willingly give his, given his life for me and for you. He's hanging there on the cross, and as he was hanging, they were mocking him, and they were spitting at him, and they were making fun of him. Let me tell you something. He was unfairly tried. He was unfairly convicted. He was given a death sentence for you and for me. But as he hung on the cross, he hung there, and the words that he said were, Father, forgive them. Because they don't understand. They don't know what they're doing. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That sounds like a foreign language until you finally let it ring true in your heart to know that when Jesus says, as I, as, as I have loved you, you must love one another, it means that we forgive like Jesus forgave. Look at what it says. Put those scriptures. It's, it's Luke chapter 23 and 33 and 34 on the screen. Look what it says. Y'all listen to this. I'm talking about renewing your mind. It says, when they arrived at the place called the skull, Golgotha. But let me tell you something. It's not by chance that it means what? It's not by chance that it means what? They got to the place where, where it arrived at the place called the skull. And when they crucified him there along with the two other criminals, one on the right, one on the left, keep going, Jesus says at that point, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. 
Guys, I want you to hear this this morning, that it's time for us to renew our minds, and it's time for us to lick, to go to a new understanding and a new level of forgiveness. We must, Just as, as, as Jesus, all those things that happened to him, and they, they pushed the crown of thorns on his head, and, and they spoke lies, and they, and they mocked him, and they beat him, and he took the 39 lashes. I mean, he was bleeding, and he was pierced for our transgressions. Can I get a witness? During all of those things, as he willingly gave his life for you and for me, he could have quit at any point. But instead of quitting, he said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know. They don't understand. And guys, I want you to hear this too, that in our lives and in our families, and listen, in our church family, there's no other place that's messier than the people that are close to you. In your house, I'm going to tell you, some of the biggest places you're going to have to forgive and understand is in your home. In your house. If you want to know some messy situations, put two or three kids sharing one bathroom. Can I get a witness? There'll be a knockdown drag out. There'll be doors ripped off the hinges. Amen. There'll be some people entering through a window. There'll be some ninja type stuff going on. There'll be there'll be kids that have never talked about a schedule, making a schedule and posting it on a door. Amen. There's going to be people picking locks that have never broke the law. That's a good illustration. I'll take it. But I want to tell you something. In our homes and in our church, that's the place where we're going to have to forgive the most. And just as Jesus, we are one with him, and love is always the answer. We're going to have to get to the point when those things come against us and those things hurt us. We, we stretch our arms out and we crucify ourselves. Listen, let me tell you something. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Can I get a witness? we got to crucify ourselves and we just start saying Lord forgive them they don't understand what they've done we got to start understanding that sometimes people don't understand we don't speak death over people we, we speak life over people we just need to understand that they don't understand that's what Jesus did. Jesus just said, listen, Lord, he could have quit. Rick, he could have called down 12 legions of angels. There could have been 39,000 angels at a moment's notice coming and taking him back to heaven. But instead, he stretched his arms out even further and stuck his chest out even further, raised his head up even further. And he said, Lord, forgive them because they don't understand. They don't get it. And in this life, that's who we have to be. To our family, this is to our church, that's who we have to be. To our community, that's who we have to be. We have to stretch our, ourselves out even further, and we have to say, Father, forgive them. They don't understand the hurt they've caused. They don't understand, Lord, they don't understand the pain that they've caused. I wrote down on this paper that it's the hardest words, just like as Jesus said, it's the hardest words. But I'm going to tell you something else. One of the best things we can say is, Father, forgive them and heal the hurt that's in me. For God, Father, forgive them and heal this hurt that's in me. It, might, it could be one of them people, sometimes it's at work. Hank, sometimes those people at work, sometimes I, I'm, I'm, not everybody we work with is an easy person, Amen. It's, it's, there's some people at our work, Mick, you know. 
There are some difficult situations at work, and sometimes people can say hurtful things. Sometimes people step on your toes to get to the top. Sometimes people step on your toes so that they can get ahead. Sometimes people step on your toes so that they don't get in trouble. Sometimes these things happen, but instead of us speaking death over those people, we need to speak life over those people because fruit is coming, and whether you speak death or you speak life, you're going to eat it. So the best thing we can do just as the bride of Christ, we stretch our arms out and we say it. Father, forgive them and heal the hurt in me. Father, forgive them and heal the hurt in me. I want to read this before we go today. I want to read this this verse to you, and this is so good because I think that 1 Corinthians 13 we see 4 through 8a, it's just half of the verse 8. We see that um, on, on um, like, portraits, you know what I'm saying, like a, in people's houses, you'll see it in a, in a, in a frame around a marriage photo. Or you, but, but, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, because love never fails. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Huh. It's still in there, ain't it, Steve? It's in there. But we forget the, the four verses that come before it. And the four verses that come before it, y'all look what it says. And if I speak in human angelic tongues or, but do not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I can have the gift of prophecy. And I can have understand, I can have biblical knowledge and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge of heaven. And I can have all the faith that would move mountains. But if I, don't have, if I don't have love, I am nothing. I could give away all my possessions. I could be the, givest, the biggest giver, guys. I could give away even my body, myself, just as Jesus is hung on the cross. I could give away everything in my body in order to boast. But if I don't have love, I gain nothing. And then in verse 4, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking. It is not irritable and does not keep a record of wrongs. This is the CSB. I was quoting NIV a few minutes ago. It's almost hard for me to read. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Let's pray for a minute. Lord, we thank you that even as it describes all the things that you are, Lord, we could have all of all the things. We could have every great gift from you. Holy Spirit, we could walk in the wisdom. We could walk in the knowledge. We could walk in all the tongues and the, and the prophecy. We could walk in every spiritual gift. But, Father, without love, we're bankrupt. Without love, we're bankrupt. Without love, we're bankrupt. Can you just say that with me? Without love, we're bankrupt. Father, we thank you that we have love. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. If you ever want to understand 
Satan's strategy. When he comes into a place, he, he, he listen, he, he doesn't have new tricks. The enemy don't have any new tricks. It, look at the news. One more thing, discernment. When you see these things on the news, it happened during COVID, it happened after COVID, what he wants to do is divide and conquer. Uh, listen, he wants to come against your house. He wants to come against your job. He wants to come against the ministry. I got word this week that a ministry that I know that we love, that has been part of our ministry, has split apart, that the enemy has tore it apart, that the, that the enemy has had his way and divided the entire ministry. And listen, those things happen because that's the strategy of the enemy. He wants us to get apart. He wants us to be alone. He wants to have his way with us. His strategy is that a house divided cannot stand. It says it right in the word. He knows the word. Let me tell you something. The enemy knows the word and he knows that if we are divided that we can't stand. He wants to divide the church. He wants to divide the ministries. He wants to divide your family. He wants to devour you. Come on, Luke. Preach it, son. Can I give you some encouragement? Everybody else but Luke, too. Some of the hardest times in our life bring the biggest fruit. Can I tell you that this morning? You may be going something through something that people in this room don't even know. Some, some people, you may be healing from something. You may be coming through trauma. You may be going, listen, you may be at the highest place and you may be headed towards a place that you don't even know is coming. But I want to give you this encouragement this morning that the toughest place, that the hardest place, that the most difficult circumstances is where the biggest fruit will come in your life. There he is now. All right, five quick things. I'm going to pray and get out of here. Five quick things. This is, the, this is to remi- just to remember, put love is the answer up there. Love is the answer. Say that with me. Love is the answer. Say it with me. Love is the answer. Say it with me. One more time. Love is the answer. I want to, here it is. Number one, God is attracted to weakness. God is attracted to weakness. I want to tell you something, in in your hardest time, in your hardest place, in your lowest place, in your meekest place, I'm going to tell you something, the the, the Bible says that that the meek will inherit the earth. I want to tell you something, that God himself will rearrange the things of heaven. The angelic host will come to your aid. I'm telling you that when we are weak, we are strong. Can I get a witness? Ah. God is attracted to weakness. He longs to fill you with grace and love and goodness. Love is the answer. In your, in your toughest spot, he's attracted to that place. Number two, it's a season. It's not a sentence. It's a season. It's not a sentence. Put that Proverbs eighteen twenty one. I want to tell you something. Even though these things are going crazy in your life, it's only a season. It's not a sentence. If you don't like the things that are happening at New Heights this week, wait till next week. We may have a bubble party. Amen. We may listen. There's no telling what will happen. But let me tell you something. Don't come against the ministry. Don't come against the church. Don't come against your wife. Don't come against your kids. Don't listen. They may have a bad grade on that report card, but I'm going to tell you something. A good grade is coming. Speak life over your children because you're going to eat the fruit. Can I get a witness? Ah. Watch what you say. 
It's a sentence. It's, it's, a, it's a season, not a sentence. It's a season, not a sentence. It's a season, not a sentence. It's not, it's not going to be here forever. Watch what you say. I'm going to tell you something. Our kids, they remember. Our wives, our husbands, they remember what we say. And even in those toughest places, watch your tongue. Don't speak death. Don't let God, don't listen, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. How about that? Number three, the pain that you feel, God will heal. Pray for the root. Put love as the answer back up there for me, Cheryl. Number three, number three, I'm just going to say it again. The pain that you feel, God will heal. The pain that you're going through, God will heal it if you give it to him. My wife is one of the best persons in the world that comes around me, and we have pastors from afar. We have pastors all over the states. I had, I had a pastor, listen to me. I had a pastor that texted me at 5.55 this morning. I always look at the, the time that texts come in. 5.55. You know what that is, Rick? That's, that's grace. The number for grace. 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 It was at 5.55 this morning. He said, he said I, you're on my heart, and I want you to hear something. Let your heart be pure because your heart is what matters. He said, and so the Lord just told me that. But I want to tell you all something, too. It, when, when you look at the word, when Jesus, whoo, uh-huh. In Luke chapter 6, when he says a good good tree will produce good fruit, look at verse 45. Cheryl, find that verse for me. It's it's Luke 6, 45. You know where he says that fruit comes from? It comes from right here. It comes from right here. I want to tell you something. In, the, in those bad times, don't, don't let the things fly from your mouth. Don't let, the, don't let negativity come from your mouth. Don't let death come from your mouth. The pain that's in you, the Lord is going to heal. The pain that's in you, the Lord is going to heal. Don't let the things fly. It's, it's just a season. It's not a sentence. We have to pray for the root of the problem. It says a good person produces good out of the good stored out in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. Heart, for the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Thank you, Cheryl. You're like a slide ninja. Thank you, girl. All right, uh, number four. Never underestimate the power of being in the house of God. Never underestimate. Let me tell you something. When you don't want to go to church, go to church. Never underestimate the power of God's word. His word will never return void. When you don't want to go, it's probably when you need to be there. Never underestimate the power of being in the house of God. Go to church. Love is the answer. You need to love people. You need people to love. We need to be able to heal. And here's the last one. Above all else, put it back up on the board. Love is the answer. Above all else, I'm going to tell you something. In all circumstances, you may think, well, I'm going to, I can hear it now. I'm, I can hear my other pastor, my only pastor I ever had, Brother David. He said, if you think you want to send a big old scathing email, you go ahead and write that, Joker. But don't send it till tomorrow because love is the answer. Right? Sometimes it might even feel good to, to write, that, write, write your feelings out. But, it, but if it ain't loving, if it don't come from a place of love, it ain't the answer. Right, if you're coming from that place of anger, if you're coming from that, if that's where it's coming from, then you need to just stop, halt, yield to the Holy Ghost. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <sighs> look, look, look at what it says in, in 1 Peter 4 8. Grab those house lights for me back there. The sideways ones. Come on. Come on, Ashley. She got it. Above all, say that with me. There's still more, y'all. Above all, maintain constant what? Love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Because love covers a multitude of sin. I'm going to ask our team to come back this morning. and It may just be one person or. But as they play, <clears throat> have you ever seen people that have been married a long time and they, 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 their gestures and their mannerisms begin to look? Not like their dog, Rick. That's a whole different sermon. <laughs> All right, just cut the lights back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start looking like their dog. Hank, slap him with something, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, no it, 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 people that are married, y'all, I love y'all. It covers a multitude of sins. We love you, Rick. You ever seen people that have been together for years and, like, as they talk? Or even the faces they make, their responses, their generosity, their first reactions, their speech, the things they enjoy. They start looking the same. The things that they value. tell you something, love speaks a language all its own. It's a foreign language. It's not the language of the world. The language of the enemy is chaos, division, hate, destruction, darkness, death, defeat. It's nasty. Love. Love ain't from around here. It's from another place. It's heavenly. It has a language all its own. It says things like, Father, forgive them. They don't understand. Heal this hurt in me. That could be your spouse. It could be that friend at work. It could be a brother or a sister. It could be a mother, a father, a child. But it looks a 
whole lot like that communion that we held just a little while ago. It never ends. It never runs out. It never stops. That's why the Bible says that love never fails. ends it never does for eternity I want to encourage you in three weeks three more Sundays on August the 27th we're going to have a baptism service in this room and many of you have been baptized here but many of you need to make that decision. And I want to encourage you today to begin to pray about that. Maybe you were baptized as you were a kid, a child. Maybe you were sprinkled. Maybe you were even baptized by immersion, but you didn't really fully understand what it meant to be a son and a daughter to be the bride, to be in a covenant with Jesus. Maybe you didn't understand what love really, really meant, what a covenant really was. I want to encourage you this morning. If that's you, you need to tell someone. And there's going to be some people that come up here in a second. My wife, one of them. But if you want to, if, if you know that the Lord's been telling you to be baptized, we already have a couple that are that are signed up that are going to be baptized, but not a, not like a couple, but a couple people. But if the Lord is telling you to take the next step, say yes to Him, because love is the answer. And breaking off the assignment, let's just bow our head, Father, as we. In today, I just thank you that love is the answer. And, Lord, I thank you that love speaks a, speaks a language of, of its own. Love looks different. Sounds different. So, Lord, I just pray that any person in this room that maybe has never been baptized or wants to be baptized or wants to join this church, Lord, maybe that wants to make a commitment to you, Lord, I just pray that if anyone here just needs love or needs prayer over forgiveness, that as our prayer team, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come now, if you will. If that's you this morning, I just want you to hang out, come down, be prayed for this morning. I need you this morning just to be obedient to the Lord. Maybe this morning, and and we're going to pray, and listen, whenever whenever I say amen, we're all dismissed, but I want to tell you something. If you need forgiveness or you need to release forgiveness, come and let somebody pray for you. If you have a hurt that you need God to heal, come down and let somebody pray for you. Let somebody lay hands on you.
This morning, you may want to surrender and say, you know what? I'm ready for a renewed mind. I'm tired of walking and being beat down and held down and oppressed by the enemy. And I want to walk in victory. I want to start speaking life over myself. And I'm going to tell you something. One of the best ways you could do it is by coming forward and drawing a line in the sand this morning and saying, you know what? I'm done with stinking thinking. I'm done with negative thoughts. I'm done with speaking death over people, maybe even my children or my family or my wife or my husband. From this day forward, I make a covenant with you, Lord, and I'll speak life. I will speak and I will eat the fruit. I will eat the fruit. Jesus, we thank you that you're in the life-changing business. So, Lord, do what you do. And son and daughter, if that's you, I want you to stand up and come. And all God's people said, amen. got kids in the children's church you guys are free to go free to move around if you want to sit and soak you're good there too if you need prayer we're going to stand here we're going to wait